0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Separating fact from... The issue of health care.
1: It's still a government-run health insurance plan. We will
0: provide you with a choice. It's going to cost millions of Americans their jobs. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Assistant's calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marcia from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well,
1: Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just Superlative.
0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Kerry Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA on 131 radio stations. Now, thanks to all of you. Our producer today is Mr. Ron Moe. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened-to talk shows throughout the United States. America's Healthcare Advocate is the show where we separate fact from fiction on the subject of healthcare. And today, we're going to do just that. We're going to talk about diabetes today. And I have in-studio... with me five people today. We've got a big audience today in the studio and a lot of folks participating with all of you out there listening. So joining me today uh, with the YMCA folks are Dr. Betty Drees. Welcome, Doctor. Thank you. Glad to have you here. Don Osborne, who is a uh, participant in the in the YMCA program. Welcome, Don. Thank you. And back again, Leanna and Jessica Leanna Bodilak, Jesse Velasquez, back again, uh, who run the YMCA program both here in Kansas City and Wichita. Welcome back, you two are becoming pros. Yes, of radio. We're, thank you, you know, for having us. I Very could excited. just not do this and let you guys do the whole show today, and I wouldn't really have to do anything if I didn't want to. So, well, welcome. It's it's uh, it's great to have you all here. March is Diabetes Month, so this is a great time for us to be doing the show. Um, first. Leanna, let's talk just a little bit about the YMCA program and kind of re-educate people in terms of what you're doing uh, with the program and the success of the program, both in Wichita and here in Kansas City. Leanna?
2: Yes, the YMCA's Diabetes Prevention Program is specifically for individuals that are at risk for developing type 2 diabetes or have a pre-diabetes diagnosis. And we are helping individuals to um, kind of return to full health and have some goals in the program to help with weight loss and physical activity, um get people back to, back to normal values and keep them from developing type 2 diabetes through a year-long program um, that has a group of peers and a certified lifestyle coach leading them through that year and through those classes.
0: And Jessica, we've kind of found that, uh, at least from the folks that we've had on the broadcaster who have participated in the feedback we've gotten, that uh, having a group of peers and having a coach really seems to help, yes?
3: Yes, keyword is support.
0: Yeah, and it does. It does offer support, and it gets people past that fear factor of uh, uh, "I'm going to do this" and or be singled out or something along those lines. So the the responses we've got have been extremely positive to the program. Yes, correct. Yep. Also joining us today, as I said, Dr. Betty Drees, MD, FACP. She is a professor of medicine and dean emeritus. Dr. Dries is the immediate past dean of the University of Missouri at Kansas City UMKC School of Medicine. She stepped down as dean in 2014, serving for 13 years in that role. Dr. Dries is an endocrinologist and is a professor in the Department of Internal Medicine and the Department of Biomedical Health Informatics at UMKC. And I didn't even screw that up. Aren't you impressed, doctor?
1: That was very good. Yeah. Very
0: well. So, you know, I guess that when I was looking at the notes for the show, the thing that kind of knocked me out a little bit was I started looking at some of these numbers in the information that you provided. And, you know, we're looking at 2.1 million residents in 14 counties here in the Kansas City metro. And you've got 200,000 individuals with diabetes, 50,000 are undiagnosed and another 550,000 people with prediabetes. I mean, if that's not an epidemic, I don't know what you'd call it, doctor.
1: I would call it an epidemic. And the, when you look at the burden of disease for the individuals, their families, uh, just in terms of their health, it's it's staggering. And then when you look at the cost of care, the economic impact on top of that, uh, the burden of diabetes and prediabetes in our community is just absolutely staggering.
0: And it seems to be, you know, we've obviously worked with YMCA and this program, and the recognition of the issue is there. But are we seeing much in the way of progress in turning this trend? Because it doesn't look like it is starting, you know, that we're making a lot of progress in getting people to trend the other way with this. What What do you see from a clinical standpoint in that respect?
1: Over the past couple of decades, we've seen a steady increase in the number of people with diabetes, uh, type 2 diabetes, and prediabetes. We may be starting to see some leveling off as we've looked at a number of health and lifestyle programs in, in our communities. But it's still staggering because if you look at people over the age of 65, a quarter of them have diabetes and half of them have prediabetes. So even if we level off, we still have just an an incredible amount of disease out there. But the good news is that we have evidence-based programs we can make an impact. And the National Diabetes Prevention Program shows that we can very effectively prevent progression of prediabetes to diabetes through programs like the YMCA Diabetes Prevention Program.
0: You know, Jessica, doctor just uh, threw a number out there that we've talked about a little bit in the past, and and it kind of rings true with me. you know, I'm one of the chronologically challenged here in the room, having having said that,
3: you like to point that out,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, thank you. but but having said that 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 people over sixty five that the, the that number is huge, twenty five percent and another fifty percent on top of that that aren't even aware of the situation, um that's mm-hmm. pretty significant, isn't it?
3: Yeah. And I think that's the whole reason about, March 22nd or March in itself being an alert month is we want more people to be aware of their risk and knowing that it's just a simple few questions that talk about your lifestyle choices. Some do have to talk about your current age and genetics, but if you just can take the the quiz, you might know that you're at risk for diabetes.
0: Yeah, what, what is that, doctor, what does that mean at risk for diabetes? And then, and then out of the diabetes issue, and we've talked about this before, but I think it's important to re-educate the audience, what are the other risks that we're talking about here? Heart attack, stroke, cancer, let's talk about some of those, and where does all that lead with this diabetes issue?
1: Well, first, let's talk about the risk for diabetes. Our risk increases as we get older. Our risk is also increased if we have a first-degree relative with diabetes, a brother-sister parent, women who've had gestational diabetes or diabetes during pregnancy, Um, if you're sedentary, uh, you're not very active, or if you're overweight, all of those things increase your risk. And what prediabetes is, is that it's a blood sugar that's higher than normal, but not high enough to be diabetes. And those are the people who are at high risk for progressing to diabetes But the the danger of that is not just that they don't know it. About 90% of the people with prediabetes don't know it. But they're already starting to accumulate their risk for heart disease, particularly heart disease. And and certainly once they develop diabetes, their risk for heart disease, uh, stroke, blindness, kidney problems, amputations, all of those increase. So if we can catch people when they still have prediabetes, They have a high blood sugar but don't have diabetes and get them into diabetes prevention programs. We can dramatically reduce their risk of progressing to diabetes.
0: And that's really the key, isn't it, is is to get it early so that it doesn't progress into. You know, you look at the statistics, 70 percent of the people in this country are overweight, obese or morbidly obese. That is a scary number. Now, you tie that back to what you just talked about earlier with sedentary lifestyle and obesity, and that's why this thing is exploding, is it not?
1: That's, that's a huge factor in it, not being active and being overweight and uh, the kinds of uh, diets that we eat. But the good news, again, is that we can do something about it. And the programs that have been shown to be effective are not dramatic weight loss. We're talking 5 to 7%. So for a 200-pound individual, we're talking 10 to 15 pounds of weight loss, and moderate activity 30 minutes five times a week uh, so with, this is not impossible to do. There's a lot of good news in here of what we can do to improve health and reduce complications.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we always say, Jessica, we're not asking them to go out and run a marathon in the first six months of the program, right?
3: Absolutely not.
0: No. And and Leanne, if they get involved early and they get involved in the YMCA program, it's a gradual program. It's, not, it's you're not jumping into the deep end of the pool on the first day. Right. Um, it it works a little differently.
2: It's it's a year long program, and through that year, we're developing the tools and the resources they need to be. successful successful in the long term, but we don't expect them to come in and, and be successful from day one. It's it's a process.
0: And a process that, that, that can make a big difference. The, the website, if you want to go take the test and see if you are pre-diabetic, is ymca.net backslash diabetes, ymca.net backslash diabetes. Or you can call here in Kansas City, 816-360-3342. That's 816-360-3342 or Wichita, 316 264 9374 316 9374 and ask for Shannon. When we come back after the break, we'll continue this discussion with Dr. and our guests in studio about what's going on with diabetes prevention and the risks involved. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HI radio network coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more. The doctor is in the house. Back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, America'sHealthcareAdvocate.com. If you need help with health insurance or any other issues relating to healthcare, please send us an email, and I will get back to you as quickly as possible. Our producer today, the always perfect Mister Ron Moore. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue our conversation with Doctor Betty Dries, Don Osborne, Leanna Bodilac, Jessica Velasquez all here to talk about the YMCA diabetes prevention program the website if you want to go up and take their quick This is Diabetes Prevention Month, ymca.net slash diabetes, ymca.net slash diabetes. If you want to call Jessica and get involved with this program offered at all the YMCA's around the Kansas City Metro, or the majority of them, 816-360-3342 is the phone number. In Wichita, the number, if you want to call Leanna, is 316-264-9374. Ask for Shannon and they'll get you some information. You know, we've had a lot of people on this broadcast that have participated in this program. I've talked to people that have called me after the broadcast. It's a great program. It's a great way to get involved. You've got peers, you've got coaches. Uh, it's changed a lot of people's lives. And if you if you're if you're someone that's got this issue or even think you may have the issue, go to the website, take the test, and find out. The website, once again, ymca.net slash diabetes. Jessica. For those of us that are chronologically challenged, the results <laughs> in this program are a little better than they are for younger people. Let's talk about that for yes, a minute. Yes,
3: yes. I wanted to remind you that 65 years young, you're young. You still have a I lot really of life. I really
0: like li- that. Don likes it, too. He's smiling. You both have of a us. lot
3: of life ahead <laughs> of you. And the success rate for people who are 65 years young in this program are higher. Um, 58% reduction for those who participate, but it's 71% reduced Risk for diabetes for those who are 65 years young that participate in this program.
0: That's pretty good, Leanna. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, 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 so we're better than average in this deal.
2: That's right. And I think the important thing to remember with that is, like Jessica said, many years of life left. And by participating in the program, uh, we've seen people be able to get some of that life back and that energy back as they lose weight, be able to spend. Um, activities and time with their grandkids that yep. maybe they were uh, missing out on before.
0: I was just at Grandparents' Day. So, uh, in California, with my grandson, believe me, you, you need to be in good shape when you start doing Grandparents' Day. <laughs> and they run you around the school for the better part of a day. Doctor, let's talk a little bit about, you know, we talked about this increased risk. Um, th- th- this is, You know, I'm, a, I'm the chairman of the American Heart Association here in Kansas City. Um, you know, we talk about this, about the heart risks and, and, and stroke. Um, th- th- how does that relate to diabetes specifically? What's the increase, you know, getting in the program? How does that affect them? And how do they have better outcomes if they're in the program?
1: That's a very important question because the people with diabetes double their risk of heart attacks and heart disease so it's and it's the number one uh, cause of death for people with diabetes, particularly yes, type two diabetes. Yeah. So it's really important. And uh, people who have diabetes uh, are also at risk for heart disease from other factors, too, because about two-thirds or more also have high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And we know that we have uh, that we can reduce their risk of heart attacks through evidence, uh, with and it's not just with their blood sugar control, but it's uh, controlling di- their uh, high blood pressure, controlling cholesterol, stop smoking. And the good news here is that looking at the two decades between 1990 and 2010, with looking at all the ways we can reduce heart disease, we reduced heart attacks by about 65% in diabetics during that period of time. So we know we have things that can work. The tricky thing about diabetes and heart disease is that a lot of the risk for uh, increased problems with the heart start before you're diagnosed with diabetes, during that pre-diabetes phase. And so it's really important to identify that pre-diabetes and uh, address that and reduce that, that risk while they're, they're still in that pre-diabetes phase and before they develop diabetes.
0: So I want to focus on one thing here real quick, if I can, because this, the, the, I, I already know the answer to this, but I want you to tell the audience. How much greater is this risk if you smoke?
1: Oh, it's tremendous. Uh, it, it, it's, it's off the chart. Yeah, it's a huge factor. And if we could do three things, if we could uh, identify people early with pre-diabetes and prevent progression to diabetes – control hypertension, and stop smoking, we would dramatically impact heart disease.
0: But when you put those three
1: together, it's powerful.
0: Now now you've got a time bomb waiting to go off. You you, you stack blood pressure in there, high blood pressure, cholesterol, smoking, overweight and sedentary. Now you've got a real problem.
1: You have a real problem. But again, the good news is with addressing those multi-factors for heart disease we saw a 65% reduction in heart attacks over two decades with going after all of those factors together.
0: So, Leanna, talk a little bit about how, you know, when 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 folks enroll in this program, we're we're going right at those topics that Dr. just talked about. How does that work? They they come in, they get started, and what happens?
2: Well, all of the sessions um, for the program take place in the classroom, and it is 25 sessions over the course of a year. And we don't just overload all the information all at once. Each um, class has a specific curriculum that is a CDC Um, recognized curriculum to help individuals gradually make those changes. So there's different topics each week talking about their eating habits, about their physical activity, um, about their lifestyle and how they can make choices that support um, a healthy lifestyle and a reduction in their risk for type 2 diabetes. Um, and, And with that, too, each week they are setting individualized goals to address those areas that are of most concern to them.
0: Yeah, so Jessica, they're not going to get a cardboard box on the front porch with the latest diet fad in it.
3: <laughs> no, it's going to be less expensive. Than that. Yeah,
0: it is actually, but 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 this is a lifestyle change, is it not?
3: Right, it's a lifestyle change, and we focus on small, measurable steps to be sustainable over one year.
0: So. And and doctor, it really has to be a lifestyle change, doesn't it? I mean, the, the fad diets, the this is the latest thing this month, next month. I mean, you know. <laughs> it just, it, it, those things just, people, it doesn't work. They relapse. They go right back to where they started. Yes, no?
1: It has to be a sustained lifestyle change around what we eat and, and the amount of activity. It has to be a sustained lifestyle change. Right?
0: Or, or it's not going to work.
1: Or it's not going to work. And, and And again, we have excellent evidence that this works. And these programs that the the program that the YMCA puts on is based in evidence that comes from the CDC. The questionnaire that they use to assess risk is the American Diabetes Association questionnaire. This is a well-proven, evidence-based program that works.
0: You know, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, maybe it's time to think about doing something. If that's your wife, if that's your husband. Uh, if that's your daughter, if that's your son, whatever the case may be, if it's your grandparents, go to the website, ymca.net slash diabetes. Take the test. Find out. You know, Are you at risk? Are you that person that is heading down that road? If you're 65-plus like me and you're chronologically challenged, you really better take a look at this because you're even at greater risk for it. The phone number, if you want help, 816-360-3342 here in the metro. In Wichita, 316-264-9374. ask for Shannon if you'd like to get involved in the program. It may make a big difference in your life. It may extend your life. We'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned. We've got more when we come back on America's Healthcare Advocate. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. (music) Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the fruited plain here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got a question, comment, if there's something I can help you with, send me an email. I'll be happy to do it uh, and get back to you as quickly as I can. Our producer today, Mr. Ron Moore. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up this segment, we're going to continue this conversation with Dr. Betty Drees, Don Osborne, Leanna like and Jessica Velasquez from the YMCA with the YMCA Diabetes Program. You know, I really urge you, if you, you, you know, you're out there listening to this, you know who you are, okay? You know you've got an issue. You know if you're overweight. You know if you're living a sedentary lifestyle. You just heard doctor talk about the difference uh, between people who get in a program like this and reduce their risk versus those that don't. You know, you, you, you got to take some responsibility at some point. The first step is to find out if you've got a problem. Go to the website, ymca.net slash diabetes. Take the little test up there. It's it's not hard to do. And then if you recognize you've got an issue, get on the phone here in Kansas City. We're going to ask Don to tell his story here in a minute and how he did it. 816-360-3342. You can enroll in the program. It's a great program. It makes a lot of sense. Or in Wichita, 316-264-9374. Ask for Shannon. Make a difference in your lifestyle and make a difference in your life. Don, what made you decide to do this, and when did you get started?
4: Well, we got started in the middle of December, but back in October, I had I had my annual physical. And uh, in my annual physical, they do a lot of blood work. And in the blood work, I was diagnosed as pre- pre-diabetic, which was very shocked to me because I've been very active. And uh, I try to eat what what's right type situation. About a couple of years ago, I had a couple of friends go on the low-carb type diet. And so I followed that, and I lost a lot of weight. And I thought, okay, this is the right thing to do. But slowly over the last year, it's been coming back on. And so I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm not as active as I need to be. So I thought, well, my wife was in a program at the Y for uh, the Livestrong program. She's a cancer survivor. And uh, so we got a membership there to, while she was doing that. And while I was up there, again, I got diagnosed as pre-diabetic. All of a sudden I saw a flyer from the Y saying, hey, we got a pre-diabetic class. You know, once you take this little test to see if you, are, uh, if, you, if you qualify or whatever. And so I did. And uh, yeah, sure enough, I fell into that category. And so uh, uh, I thought, well, I, I'm going I'm to just, just find out what it's all about. So I went to a, a pre-meeting and uh, learned a little more information about it and learned it was a year-long commitment. I thought, well, that, if that's what it takes, that's what it's going to take. Because, again, you know, uh, we talk about as we're getting older um, – <clears throat> As we get older, it's harder to lose weight. I mean, yeah, it is. It's a lot harder. When I was a younger man playing a lot of sports, it would come on and off just real easy. But right. when I get a little older, it tends not to go off as fast. So anyway, so I started the program. I said, okay, I'll, I'll make that commitment. And the, the interesting thing was our first class was right before Christmas, which is like, <laughs> oh, boy. You know, yeah. we got pecan <laughs> yeah. pie. Bad timing, sushi, right? And it, Pumpkin exactly. pie. But, and, yeah. but that, was, that was a good learning experience because yeah. it was kind of like, okay, now you need to really start watching the food you eat. Watching the fat content in food, and those are the things that that some of the tools that we we got got given right away was to really watch that stuff, and to also record what we're eating on a daily basis. And so, fortunately, I've got a, a, an iPhone, and so I use the MyFitnessPal and i and i app, and i and I put everything in there that goes in my mouth. And you know, I know that sometimes I may try to cheat, and I go, "Well, I'm cheating," but I got to put it in my app, and so I, I'll do that. <laughs> and um, it's it's been a, a great awareness type thing because. Calorie-wise, I'm not too bad on because calorie-wise, you know, there's – I can consume quite a bit of calories since I'm a male. Now, females have a different issue. They can't consume as many. But what was is the fat grams. Uh, At my weight, I can only consume 50 fat grams a day. And so that was really something to really watch. And so, again – Sue is our, uh, our instructor up in, 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 the, North, uh, in the Platte County at the North facility, and she does an outstanding job. She, she really does. She really encourages us at the same point in time. She doesn't make us feel bad or anything like that. We do go in every week and weigh ourselves, so we just are being held accountable for that. And we're to turn in a food journal to her as well as to, okay, here's what we ate type thing, just to be held accountable because, I mean, it'd be very easy to write things down and put things in that but never do anything with it. But here you're being held accountable and stuff like that. And she's been very encouraging with that as well type situation. But I've noticed a change in me. I mean, I have I've felt a lot better. I've been exercising. Uh, the, the two goals that we have going coming out of the class is we're to lose um, 7% of our weight as well as uh, we're to get up to 150 minutes a week of cardio. And so uh, I've gotten down to the point where I've lost 75% of the weight that I need to lose. I'm only And it's only been like three months in. And uh, cardio, I'm pretty much up to the 150 minutes a week. Uh, some of the weeks I slack off, and some weeks I do more. So I, I kind of average it all out, type situation. But it has really helped. Um, I uh, again, when I was uh, diagnosed as pre-diabetic, uh, the doctor said, "I want to see you back in three months. We're going to do a retest." And so uh, at the time, my my number was 5.82. I think that's called the A1C number. It was eight five A1C right? It was yeah. 5.82, and my doctor said anything over 5.8, he considered pre-diabetic. And so I went back and got retested. I got retested just about a month ago, and I was at five point five. Wow! So I dropped. So I dropped down below that line. Yeah. But to me, it's like uh, that's okay. But I need to keep up with what I'm doing because it could go right back up. Sure. There's no diabetes in my family. It never has been type situation. My mom's been kind of borderline diabetic for a number of years. But but other than that, there really hasn't been any diabetes in her, in, her, in her family. So it's kind of a, it was a shock to me. At all of a sudden, oh, and this is me type thing. So.
0: You know, it's interesting to listen to you because, first of all, you know you you, you are aware of weight. You're aware of 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 eating your, your of the type of foods. These are all things you're doing uh, beforehand yet when you went and tested you were shocked to find out that right. you were set up for prediabetes what what i what's interesting to me is to listen to you talk about the tools like identifying 50 fat grams right uh, who would think i mean i, I wouldn't sit here and think yeah. of that yeah. that was that was that surprising to you that that was as as important or more important than the calorie intake i mean it's giving you those that kind of information and tools to work with you probably didn't have before it, well exactly i
4: mean i used that, that the the app before when i was doing the carb type thing. And I was again just work looking at the carb thing. And the carb thing worked for a while, but the only issue I had with the carb thing is that I had no energy. I mean, I I mean I was just like dragging on certain days because again, my understanding, I'm not a scientist or anything like that, but my understanding is with carbs, that's what that's what builds up your energy type thing. And and I and I found myself being hungry all the time. And I said, this is not this this something's not working out yeah. right here. And again, with the low carb thing, I was eating tons of meat. I mean and I was eating like double burgers and triple burgers and eating all I wasn't eating the bread. And so I'm thinking to myself, oh, I think that's the right thing to do. Once I got in this program and looked at how much fat gram was and all that, I just was astounded. I mean, I was just like floored. Because there's a couple of restaurants we like to go to, and that's another issue is if you eat out, how do you control all that type of stuff? Yeah. Well, a lot of these restaurants have their menus online. So you can go out there. If you, if you do some planning ahead of time, you can go out there and go online, pull up the menu, see what what's on there and say, okay, here's what I can have and here's what I can't have. And what Sue's taught us in class is that when you so decide what you're going to get before you get to the restaurant. So once you get there, you don't even look at the menu. You know exactly what you're going to get because you know what you can get underneath that fat gram total type situation. So it's been a very helpful thing. Like there's, a, I won't say the restaurant, but there's a restaurant one too. And I love to get their Cajun Philly fill, chicken sandwich. Now back on the pre-carb day, on the carb days, I wouldn't wouldn't eat the bread. But I, so I thought, well, let me just look that up online and sandwiches in that. 83 grams of fat in that one <laughs> That's two days worth. You just, yes, yeah. two, two days go You're like, holy I go, cow. I go, okay, well, let's second. I, I, I don't eat that all the time. I like the buffalo chicken salad. Right. 123 grams of fat. Wow. So I'm sitting there go, okay, there's two things that I can't have. Yeah. But again, what we got taught in class is not that you can't have it. You can have it, but you choose not not to eat it type situation. Right. So, I mean, so you start making choices about what you're going to do. And the, the big thing in the class is how how, does, is how to plan, plan what you're going to eat type thing. I mean, I stayed away from the cereal because of the carbs. Right. But there's certain cereals that have like one gram of fat in them. Wow, look at, the, look at that cheap meal I can get. I can get that. there, Maybe then I can go eat a burger for lunch type situation <laughs> yeah. and eat 20 fat grams. Because again, it's just balancing it all yeah. out and figuring yeah. out what you're going to have
0: type thing. Yeah. So, so it's, been, it, it's interesting to listen to you talk about this because it's it, 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 you, I can see the education process. I can see how it impacts your lifestyle. How do you feel? How do you feel now that you're into this and you've lost the weight? And How how do you feel? How has it changed the way you feel? Well, I feel better. I mean, I feel better. Again, I'm not carrying around that
4: extra weight. That also makes you kind of feel better because I also have a grandson that uh, I'm chasing around or yeah, chasing me around. Yeah, I thing. can relate to that. He's just nine months, so he's not out well, running yet. But yeah. he, he'll get there. I know yeah. that. So, but. <laughs> No, I feel a lot better. Uh, if, if I just stayed, I, I love being around them, but I'm also catching colds around them too. So, but that happens with, the, yeah. with the, the nature thing. But other than that, no, I feel really good. I feel, I feel a little healthier. I feel more active. I feel like I can. I mean, I feel so good I can do things that maybe I couldn't do before. Like my brother was moving, and I'm sitting there going, "Well, you know, I don't know about this moving stuff," but I feel better about it. And so I'm not. not I was able to help him move. But I've been able
0: to do other things that uh, that uh, that goes through as well. Good. Good. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, Don just described his you know his journey through this. He's still doing it. Obviously, um, had great success with it. Uh, if you want to do what Don did, you can go to the website, ymca.net slash diabetes. He went up and took the test and found out he was pre-diabetic. Here's a guy who didn't think it was him, couldn't be him, wasn't going to be an issue. Surprise, it was, okay? It's made a big difference. The te- the, the website, again, ymca.net slash diabetes, that's the website. Um, if you want to go out there and take the test, then you want to call 816-360-3342 here in Kansas City or in Wichita, 316-264. Nine three seven four. Ask for Shannon. I'll be right back after the break. We're going to wrap it up. We'll conclude with Don and Doctor and 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 uh, Leanna and Jessica and and wrap up the show. So stay tuned. We're going to be back with more uh, as we talk about diabetes. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back! You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA. My producer, Mr. Ron Moore. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to wrap it up in this segment. We are visiting with all these folks from the YMCA talking about the uh, YMCA Diabetes Prevention Program. And having said that, Jessica, we've got a special day coming up.
3: Yep, March 22nd is American Diabetes Alert day and we want 1 million more people to go and find out their risk for diabetes.
0: That, that's that's a pretty big number, Leanne you think we can get one Maybe we can get one million right off the broadcast. All of what listeners. do you think you think?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean we just want people to see what their risk is and see if they're at risk and so if they go and take the test, um, increase their awareness about diabetes and pre-diabetes.
0: You know, Doctor, it's interesting listening to Don, you know, in that segment, tell his story. Here's a guy who didn't think he was at risk. He exercised, pays attention to what he eats. You know, he's not rolling through McDonald's, supersizing the fries every other day. So, And, and didn't think he had an issue. And then, boom, he goes and gets a, an A1C done, and he's over the mark. How many people out there find themselves in this situation where they are um, at risk and don't even know it? I mean, that's really... Kind of scary when you think about it.
1: Well, for the people who have prediabetes, 90% of them don't know they have it. So Don's story is not unusual. People have this, and and even people who think that they're exercising and watching what they eat, 90% of the people with prediabetes don't know it. And when you look at people who actually have type 2 diabetes, 25% of them don't know that they have it. So when we look at the March 22nd with the American Diabetes Association Alert Day, we want people to take the test, go and find out if they have either diabetes or prediabetes. Some of them already have diabetes.
0: Yeah, and like Don, they're going to find out that they've got the issue. He took the test. So the first step is to go take the test. You can go to ymca.net slash diabetes, and you can take the test there. ymca.net slash diabetes. You know, you heard doctors talk about the reduction factor for a heart attack and stroke, the risk factors involved. This is your life. It's your health. If, If you think you may have an issue, it's certainly not going to hurt to go take that test and find out if, in fact, there really is an issue there. Um you know one of the things that was interesting about listening to Don Jessica was as he talked about he he mentioned his instructor probably five times in that segment mm-hmm. so the, the the two things that I got out of that that I think were really important to him that allows him to be successful are a the instructor and b accountability how important is that
3: Yeah you have somebody on a weekly basis not only your peers supporting you but a trained lifestyle coach holding you accountable for the things that you eat and the activity that you do. And it's a very much supportive group that is trying to get you to make these small measurable changes.
0: Yeah. And Leanna, isn't it? it the other thing I thought was interesting in, in listening to Don was this whole fat gram thing. Not, you know, we've done this for what the last eight months we've done these shows. Talk. Mm-hmm. That, that, that That's something I never even thought about. That, that's a pretty important factor. And then he starts relating that back to sandwiches and food and, um, it all kind of ties together.
2: Absolutely. Jessica had mentioned earlier that we're giving measurable steps that they can follow. And so having a specific number and knowing um, knowing that number and tracking your food so that you know where you're at. Are you budgeting um, budgeting what you're eating and being able to make those smart choices um, and, and balance those choices throughout the day as well?
0: Yeah. And, you know, knowledge is power, Jessica, and having the knowledge to, you know, do what needs to be done here. Um, makes a significant difference, yes?
3: Absolutely. And we're not expecting people to know everything. And some of this stuff you already know. It's just putting it into practice and being held accountable to actually doing it.
0: Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, that was kind of interesting to listen, it was almost talking about the exercise. He's almost got his exercise, you know, his exercise levels up to where it needs to be. Um, so he's combined the two. Um Talk about how you start people out on that program because, like I said, we're not asking them to run a marathon when they walk through the door in the first week.
2: Absolutely. And the first four weeks of the program are focused on tracking and eating habits. And then we gradually build in the physical activity and help them identify ways to increase their physical activity. Like Jessica mentioned, we don't expect them to know it coming in, but there are some things that people know. They might know that they need to be more physically active, but how they would fit that into a busy lifestyle or what that might look like to find something enjoyable that they can see themselves doing in the long term. So we're also providing them with tools and resources so that that they can be successful in that sustainable lifestyle change. Um, like Dr. Drees had mentioned earlier, it has to be sustained in order to reduce that risk um, and not just go back to where they were after the year long program.
0: And, and I guess, you know, the other thing I thought was interesting listening to Don talk is and I, because I'm a grandparent uh, you know um, this, uh, this impacts y- your, your lifestyle, your happiness you know, how you live those quote-unquote golden years, it may not be so golden if, as doctor talked about, you're, you're dealing with heart issues, stroke. I mean, how many people have you seen when you walk into these assisted living facilities, nursing homes, the rest of it, that you know, their bodies are a wreck um, and, and their lives are, are not nearly as good as they could be if something like this had taken place early on, Jessica?
3: Yeah, you know, you want to be surprised on how many people's phone calls I've had said, "Hey, I think I need to get my parents into this program."
0: Yes. Yeah. So,
3: if you're listening and you have a parent, give me a call and we'll we'll work through it together to get your parent into this class. And you might take it. We've had daughters and mothers take the class together. So, it's not about your lifestyle, but also those around you. Yeah, sometimes
0: sometimes those uncomfortable conversations have to happen, Leanna, don't they?
3: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. They might not they might not be comfortable, but in the long term, I mean having that parent or family member around for longer.
0: Well, and then, you know, doctor, who gets to be the caregiver? Okay. When when somebody has that stroke or has that heart attack and becomes incapacitated, who winds up being the caregiver?
1: Well, family members right. generally. Nine right.
0: times out of ten.
1: And lifestyle is contagious. People develop healthy lifestyles together or bad lifestyles together?
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point because you, 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 yeah, that, no, (laughs) that is good. It is contagious. You know, we see it all the time in corporate settings where we start a program and the next thing you know, you've got, you started out with 10 enrollees and now you've got 60 or 70 people in it because it catches fire and people do it. So it works out really well. The website, if you want to see if you have the issue, take the test, ymca.net slash diabetes, ymca.net slash diabetes in Kansas City. You can call 816 360 42. And in Wichita, 316-264-9374. Ask for Shannon. You know, I really urge you to take a moment and think about this, because if it is you, if it's your wife, it's your husband, um, if it's one of your parents, it can make a huge difference. You heard Don tell the story. Um, They've got all the tools at the YMCA. It's a great opportunity. Take advantage of it. Change your life. Change your lifestyle and enjoy your life. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks Alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.